are the music makers and we are the dreamer of dreams. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm going to be... Welcome to Third Side Navigating Popular Culture by Black Flame. My name's Adam Campbell. My name's John Shaw. Yeah. So, uh, John. Yeah. It's another week. We're still alive. That's yeah, got to count are. for something, right? Right, because we, we self-preserve. That's why. Funny you should mention that. That wasn't actually planned either. John, what's this week's episode about? This episode is about... It's the, actually the first in our series, our self-preservation yeah. series. And this segment is called Food. Who better to talk to... You can't see, but I'm rubbing my belly. ...than none other than Magistrate Templey Rex Blanche Barton, everyone. Yeah, hold on, let's, let's, let's wait before she comes in. I was plotting and everything. Fucking applaud already, are you? You know what? We're going to bring her in, and I'm going to ask her a couple questions about her week before we dive into the show. Do the clapping. Hello, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm glad to be with you guys. Congratulations on your new show. It's uh, it's hopping, it's live, it's it's current, and uh, and full of uh, wisdom, obviously. So, well, and it and is I'm this sweet. week because you're here. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the previous week. Anything happening with you? You do anything fun this past week? Oh, I'm always doing fun things. I'm exploring. I'm, I'm uh, traveling. I'm staying put. I'm, you know, I'm going all kinds of places. Uh, I I like to talk about uh, raw foods and health with people. I've been doing that a lot lately, and uh, that's kind of kind of my job. So. Yeah, I'm uh, always growing. Deal that we have you here. Then this is going to be yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, I just today was a fantastic day for me in particular to normal days because I finally got back up out into the mountains and went hiking. Um, we did a really nice four mile hike up like 91 flights of stairs equivalent, and it was just Whoa. beautiful and fresh air and fall colors are coming out. Beautiful like, view. Intent. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, entire Wasatch Mountains and uh, Mount Olympus in the background. It was really, really beautiful. Yeah. It's just a great way because, you know, we're, we're beginning with this week with our uh, self-preservation series uh, for Third Side. And part of that, at some point, we're going to cover exercise. And this is just, this was the day for it. You know, um, and on food, I mean, I got my wife. This is, this is how I know my wife loves me. She's right now making a batch of Scottish shortbread. It's just, oh. Like, like, it's like crack to me. It's like, <laughs> like I love me some shortbread. It's insane. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's probably not going to be the the angle of food that we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> well, it is in a way, though, because it's indulgence. Yes. You know, it's all about indulgence. And whenever we talk about food, as Satanists especially, it's all about indulgence for us. Food, drink, being energized by your food, um, being being stronger and um, finding finding your bliss wherever that is. There's there's no, you know, your, your show is about the third side. And we do that with food as much as anything else. It's not carnivore versus vegan. It's not, you know, raw versus cooked. It's it's finding what works for you and and using that to make you stronger and more energized. Uh, you know, everybody wants the perfect diet. Everybody wants, okay, well, give me this book. Give me this something that will answer all of my questions. And unfortunately, that's not 
that's not the way it works. It's not the left-hand path. We know that, you know, through experience. It's never easy. It's always individual. And um, so it's true with food just as much as it is with everything else. Nice. John, uh, did yeah. you uh, have any food-related special experiences this past week that you wanted to share? Last night, we uh, sat on the couch and we're like, we're like, <laughs> yeah, you know me. I love <laughs> I'll eat anything that has cheese on it, but uh, oh. <laughs> a sandwich, I'll eat it. But um, anything I, I indulge, indulge is like an understatement for me. Yeah. Yeah, I can't well, just my shoes right now. It's crazy. <laughs> Full I of indulgence. It was amazing. But I'm um, eating a, a, a big stew today in the, in the crock there. I've been smelling it all morning. I actually woke up to it. So. Oh, man. Mm. <sighs> That's awesome. Oh. It's good stuff. I good love stuff. You. Is it just like a traditional beef stew or like an Irish stew or do you know? I don't even get into the details of all that. I know that there's meat in it and potatoes, carrots and celery and stuff. And it's a nice, thick, whiny type of gravy. And she, she pours it over like a bed of mashed potatoes. Oh, man. So let's hurry up and get the show over. I've got to eat. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's hold off so we can, make him, we can hear his stomach. Coming out of the speakers. Alright, well, let's go ahead and start proper then, I guess. Um, well, I mean, John, what yeah. do you want to start with first? Where should we uh, begin this conversation? There's so much to talk about with with you know food in regard to self preservation. There's uh, foods that are good for you. Um, I guess we could start there. Then we can go into the bad and what not to do and who knows what. Let's yeah, yeah. good foods. Yeah, good. Why foods. are they so expensive, Blanche? Uh, <laughs> organics are expensive, but they're definitely worth it. Um, you, we try to, um, it is best to eat local. Go to your farmer's market and you can get some good good deals. Organics, you know, they're becoming more and more popular. Uh, and you find them in regular grocery stores now. The reason that organics are important is not just the nutritional value. It's because uh, the methods that are used in organic farming are very different from regular farming methods and instead of strip mining the nutrients, the minerals from the soil, they rejuvenate the soil and use methods that are um, are sustainable rather than just, you know, taking every, leaching everything they can out of the soil and using petrochemical fertilizers to try to get the food to grow. So yeah, organics is definitely best. Um, farmers market, eat local. If you eat local, then you're not using, again, a lot of petrochemicals to get the food to you. So you're cutting down on pollution. Um, and of course, if you can, if you have time and energy, gardening for yourself is best. Um, even if it's just containers, you know, just a few herbs and uh, something on your patio, uh, some tomatoes, something that's easy to grow in your region. Um, yeah, then, then you know exactly what's in it. You're not going to get chemicals and things. You brought up an interesting point that I kind of want to touch on because we, we live in a world where there is no more seasonal eating. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like we don't think of a region that is better for growing a certain vegetable or fruit over another and the reality is is that that's how our planet works is, yeah. is we have regional areas and it's because of <clears throat> pardon me uh, it's because of uh, genetic modifications to seeds and environment uh, manipulation that we're allowed to grow seasonally year round and so when you think of oh man we just lost <laughs> yeah. you're just really dark did 
Yeah. You're not having a nuclear. I don't know don't what happened. Seasonal. <laughs> 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 yes, we're talking about seasonal <laughs> seasonalism. Uh, I don't uh, know is there when... any way you can locate a like a, a lamp or anything like that while we continue? Yeah, please, please continue. Go right ahead. So <laughs> I think it's important to keep that in mind. You know, you had mentioned eating locally and what that means and, and, and growing something that, that will actually naturally grow in your region. And that means you have to really kind of understand what is supposed to be growing in your region. So I just planted a bunch of grapevines uh, this spring and I had to find out which grapes are going to be able to grow in my region in Utah specifically. And so I have three Gewurz Traminer wines, which is going to create this really nice sweet sort of dessert wine. And I've got uh, six Cabernet Sauvignon grape vines that are going to be a really nice rich bold Cabernet Sauvignon, obviously by the name, um, wine as soon as they mature in a couple of years. So it is a situation where I would like to be able to grow a Merlot grape, for example. But I can't because it's just not really, it, the plant isn't going to survive in my region or it's not going to develop as well in my region. And so when it comes to tomatoes and when it comes to cucumbers, I mean, it, herbs for your garden, stuff like that's pretty universal. You don't really have to worry about it. But if you're in a more tropical environment and you're capable of like, you have a big enough yard for it or whatever, and you're, you know, maybe a more exotic fruit or vegetable then that's that's a magical thing because you're experiencing something that no one else outside of your region is possible um, to experience. Uh, a lot of times when you're looking at, and then this is just my personal experience, when you're going to like farmer's market, because it is an organic based system, the way the farmers work regionally, you're gonna see these really wonderful ingredients uh, in the spring and summer that you're not gonna see in the fall and winter. And that's gonna help you adjust your diet uh, to eat seasonally. You're going to try new recipes, you're going to try new seasonings to try to find the best way of working with this. Um, John, have you ever run across uh, being forced to eat seasonally or have you thought about it much? I haven't really thought about it much. I, since you've mentioned all these grapes, I, I, I know that wine is a food. <laughs> it's one of the major food groups, I think. It's so good. Yeah. And Adam's wine is really good. I've tried it all of them. But, uh, really? No, I mean, I, I like pumpkin stuff, and it's always like you can't get it until, like, Halloween time, you know, and things like that. But th every you can get things everywhere now. There's nothing that's really, like you said, there's nothing that's really seasonal anymore. Yeah, but it does make a difference. I mean, when, when you've got tomatoes, tomatoes are best in the summertime, and when you get them from different places, they're just not going to be tr nu nu as nutritious as because they're not, you know, they're – when you get them, when you eat seasonally, they've been allowed to ripen completely mm -hmm. and they haven't been picked green and then shipped, you know, around the world. Um, and so they, they lose nutrients as they're shipped and sometimes they never ripen properly. If, if it's a nectarine or something that's out of season it's, it's, and it's picked green, it's still going to be, it's never going to ripen, it's just going to rot. You know, and so it makes it all the more special when the apples come on in the fall. Or I always love it when I see pomegranates in the in the supermarkets or at the farmers market because then I know the fall's coming, yeah. and um, I love that season. So that's my that's my signal that, and I love pomegranates. So it's uh, it's exciting for me. And then you get that excitement, you get that thrill of of fresh of the fresh produce, and you get to wait. You know, yeah. it's it's fun. It's indulgent to to be able to have whatever you want anytime you want it. But on the other hand, it's kind of fun to, 
to adjust to the earth and feel that rhythm, feel that magic of, of the different seasons passing, you know, and not be able to get them all the time, you know. Then it's, See, then it's all the more fun when you do. I live in Arizona, and there's not really any seasons. Right. It's just fun. It's yeah. just hot. Hot is the hot. season. That's why yeah. everything is the single fun, season. You know, year round, and I could just, you know, it's just well, hot. Well, it's like electric lights or something. You know, I mean, we we live in a a world that's so divided from nature that we don't even think about seasons. I mean, most places we we're, we're, we go we go to work, we come home, you know, we we fix whatever we want to, we we eat our processed food, and and there's no there's no connection. I mean, we don't even touch grass anymore. We don't touch sand. You know, there's nothing. There's no connection with the earth, and that's why. It's it's kind of fun to eat raw foods because then you feel that communion more immediately, you know. You feel that contract that you have with the earth that the earth supports you, and we in turn should protect and support the earth, you know. That that's how we developed with that, with that oneness. And you know, I hate to get all mystical and everything, but it, it we are human creatures that <laughs> that have that oneness. And as magicians and witches and warlocks. Um, we've always had the reputation of working with animals, working in communion with the weather, with, with the earth. And, and so I think uh, that's part of our heritage that we shouldn't neglect. It's actually important to keep that idea in mind because <clears throat> I've got a frog in my throat. Um, it's a natural frog, so it's okay. You, you it's, want okay. To it's a free ranging frog. Right up here. Um, it's important to keep in mind uh, that connection with the na with nature itself. I so I garden in my backyard and I take my kids out there and I plant the the seeds and the you know pre-grown plants sometimes uh, with them and then they go out and they check them with us and they pick them when they're ripe and ready and they constantly have that personal experience with the garden and I always infuse this idea into them. You know we live in a universe that doesn't really create anything new it reuses everything um, and with that every atom in our body exists and this is going to go to that mystical side that you're just speaking to um, is are you know the same shared atoms that were from all of time and our human ancestors where we come from as a species the reason why we were able to get out of the caves is because they did the very exact same thing that we're doing right now. And that's Precisely. putting our hands in the ground and putting that seed in, taking care of it so it can sprout and grow. You had mentioned something earlier about not picking those fruits um, or picking them too early and letting them ripen en route to Milwaukee or somewhere. Uh, and that's a really important thing that I don't really think many people think about on a day-to-day -day basis, especially when it comes to their food, is that... In the same way that we need specific nutrients in order to be healthy, happy human beings, plants need nutrients in order to create fruits or vegetables or thrive in their own right. They need iron and they need sulfur and they need just the, the bountiful nutrients that are in rich composted and manure fed soils and they need to make sure that you're not just re sowing the exact same type of plant year after year, sucking and sapping the nutrients out of that soil. So when you're picking those vegetables, to get to my point, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> long-windedly, when you're picking, picking those fruits and vegetables early, they're actually not getting the full nutrients that they would have had if you had just waited until they ripened on the vine. 
precisely tomatoes so you're not getting the be full benefit out of it and then right. we're always told we have to boil everything and cook everything to 186 degrees to make sure we don't get any weird parasites but by doing that we're then destroying all the nutrients that are in it in the first place so now we're eating this gray mush thinking we're eating healthy, thinking we're doing the right thing, but we're literally only giving ourselves something to poop out later and we're not really getting <laughs> the full benefit that, for example, again, our ancestors got when they started agriculture. Precisely. Precisely. And you know, the doctor talked a lot about the invisible war um, in his writings. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not blaming big corporations or anything, but, you know, the, everybody has their own um, they 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 want to make money and they don't care that the people that that make our food that manage our food that are part of this gigantic system it's not in their best in their in their best benefit to care about our health it's up to us to care about our health and you know so the advertisers and the and the uh, the corporations that are in charge of our food a lot of times they don't have our best interest at heart and that's where again the third side decisions come in the satanic decisions and the self-preservation comes in because the the doctors are making money the pharmaceutical companies are making money on us not being healthy and not getting the nutrients that we want and so I figure my my eating the way I do is almost a, a an act of rebellion. It's almost a political act to uh, take responsibility for my own self-preservation, put myself um, above the needs of the corporation and, and vote with my fork, as they say. You know, um, that's that's where the real power that. is. Well, well, they do say digging digging your grave with a fork, which I think I think that makes a lot of sense for a lot of people too, unfortunately. Do you think that that's why, you know, the doctors, they make money, the pharmaceutical companies make money, all that stuff on us being sick. Do you think why, um, and someone brought this up in the in the chat room, do you think that that's why a salad costs $8 and a, and a burger is only 3 bucks? Sure. I mean, they've made meat cheaper through through cruel and in, and inefficient means. Um, uh, meat production in this in this country is is abominable. I mean, we've all seen the videos. We've all we've all heard the, the stories about about what goes on in in meat production, uh, and it's cruel to the people that work there. Uh, they're they're some of the lowest paid, uh, highest uh, injury rates uh, workers in in. You know, in any industry, uh, it's cruel, obviously, to the animals, and it's it's not good for the planet. It's wasteful uh, of uh, our nutrients. It's wasteful of, of food. It's wasteful of water, and it's polluting. Uh, and it's you know, it's not going to change until people demand uh, better food production. A lot of people. That's why they choose better meat. That's why they choose you know uh, artisanal cheeses, eating locally. You know, but but it is. It is changing. I think there there is uh, a big movement for people to be more aware of what's going on, and to make changes in their own diets as well as the way they the way they they consume things. You know? mm -hmm. We've had a, a number of questions popping up. Um, yeah. John, do you want to ask any of those? Yeah, sure. Um, Fenris says, "Are there any good foods that can help someone with an inconvenient metabolism rate to gain some weight?" Uh, gaining weight, there are lots of natural fats. I'd say the best way is uh, seeds, nuts, um, avocados. Av avocados. Yeah, 
Yeah, those are those nachos. Are yeah, yeah. Uh, avocado nachos. Hmm. No, that's that's going to be your project. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, that that's a good that's a good. It's a healthy way to gain weight if if that's a concern. Yeah, but um, try to soak. You know, if you want to get technical, you know, really it's best to soak nuts uh, and seeds before you eat them because there are certain enzyme inhibitors in in uh, certain, especially walnuts and almonds. It's best to uh, soak them so that you so that you um, can better digest them. A lot of what raw food is about is is digesting, is optimal digestion. So a lot of the things that are recommended is is to optimize your digestion uh, techniques like that. So. We had a question early on about raw food as well. I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Um, what would you say is a good food to have when you're swapping to the raw diet? Well, I think maybe the easiest way to transition, you know, and, and I don't think it's something, most people find it's uncomfortable if you do it all at once. I know Satanists have a way of, they're very passionate people. They, they say, okay, I'm going to do this. I need my and I'm going I'm to throw myself into this. And, you know, they, they go all or nothing. And that's not the way to do it. It's better to ease, ease into it, uh, cut down on the coffee, cut down on the sugar. Uh, we, you know, it's all about trying to make, make baby steps rather than do it all at once. But I think just introducing a salad, a side salad uh, first before you eat anything else at, at your meals, like lunch or dinner. In the morning, maybe um, prep ahead of time the night before, maybe three days ahead. Um, throw in a, in a plastic bag, throw some some greens and an apple or a, a, a kiwi or you know something a pear or something so that it's all prepped and ready for you to just throw in the blender in the morning and take with you on the way to work and then you're getting you're getting a surprising amount of nutrients uh, just by making little changes like that and then just see how it works for you see if you feel a little better see if you're thinking a little bit more clearly and you you feel more energized that's that's the key that's the ticket is how do you feel people say well trust your body well what the hell does that mean you know I, I, I don't know what that means but um, if you try something and you know maybe give it a couple of weeks give it a fair fair amount because first you're going to have some toxicity leave your body you're going to have headaches you're going to feel jittery you're going to feel nervous you're going to feel bereft and resentful and angry <laughs> you're going to have a lot of detox from whatever it is you're giving up and and from the changes that you're making so give it a couple of weeks at least um, a, a fair a fair chance to make to make some decent changes yeah. Um, but yeah just salads uh, salads and fruit uh, green smoothies uh, get some books with green smoothies uh, recipes also don't forget hydration hydration is so important it's like the lubricant in our whole body uh, yeah. not not just wine and beer uh, we, <laughs> we should and uh, we should drink we should be drinking you know people say well six to eight glasses it's not always necessary six to eight glasses of water it, you the formula I think is to take your weight cut it in half and drink that many ounces a day for proper hydration that's a lot for me then <laughs> it's and alkaline water is a good idea i'm glad that there are so many alkaline waters out there now because uh, most of us are very acidic and studies have shown that um an alkaline environment well it's one of those things where your body is trying to 
maintain homeostasis, you know, trying to maintain a balance, an acid alkaline balance in your body. And a lot of the things, the coffees, the wines, the beers, the cheese, the meat that we consume, the breads, pastas, those are all very acidic. So why, why we're drinking alkaline water is to try to counterbalance that. Because if you don't counterbalance it, uh, your your body will start sapping minerals from your bones and that's where a lot of osteoporosis comes from that's why you know uh, countries where you think we're getting a lot of calcium we, we you think um Americans and Australians and Europeans are getting a lot of calcium because we drink a lot of milk and we and we eat a lot of dairy but what happens is your it it overwhelms your body and then your your system is trying to uh, counterbalance the acidic nature of it and it does that by sapping the um the minerals from your bones and that's why we end up with a lot of osteoporosis um, if you're interested in that the china study is a good place to go for that that's a scary thought i've had and, someone yeah, talk raw food diet and they didn't know what they were talking about they were saying that you have to pull a potato out of the earth with the dirt on it and eat it with the dirt on it now that's not what raw food is right uh, I well, well it don't would eat, be a raw. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat raw potatoes. Uh, they're yeah. I don't think they're good to eat um, raw. No, I like mashed. Yeah. Starchy, starchy, mm -hmm. starchy But I think that maybe the point he was making is that um, you know the as Adam was saying the the soil has a lot of nutrients in it, including, you know, bacteria in it that we need. And so it's not, if you've got organic produce, I don't always wash it, you know, because it's- You heard it's, it here first, folks. Eat doesn't dirt. Have, <laughs> it doesn't have, you know, chemicals on it. And, um, you know, it's got good stuff uh, sometimes on the outside that you need, so. Make sure you know where your fruits and veggies come from, though, because if they got a bunch of pesticides or just bug sprays yeah. or- anything like cleansing products mm -hmm. maybe the plant had a disease and they were trying to clean it you just huh? never know where you it's don't coming know. from you don't know that's the <laughs> that's the point but if you emphasize uh raw foods have a little bit of raw food with every meal uh, then you're getting enzymes. You know, we're, we're hearing a lot more about the importance of enzymes. Um, as we grow older, we lose, we lose uh, our, our natural ability to create enzymes. And so a lot of people are taking enzyme supplements. And raw foods are rich in phytochemicals and enzymes that help us actually digest the food. Again, getting back to digestion, uh, complete digestion. Because if you don't have complete digestion and absorption of the minerals and, and nutrients and vitamins, then, you know, you're not taking full advantage of what you're eating. Um, and again, with the raw food, uh, phytochemicals and enzymes are particularly uh, vulnerable, along with vitamins, to heat. So if you, if you heat something up, chances are you're damaging the very things that you're trying to get out of the food. So that's another, another element of trying to eat more raw food. Someone asked uh, on the chat room, uh, the, what are your thoughts on the caveman diet? Do you guys even know what that is? I don't. Um, maybe the paleo diet. Um, I think it cuts out a lot of refined foods uh, as well as dairy. Uh, it's still uh, a lot of meat, but I think it's trying to get people to a purer uh, form, if that's what they're talking about, the paleo diet. Um, I think it's fairly popular because of because it cut, cuts out a lot of refined foods and dairy and um, when you cut out dairy you're cutting down a lot of mucus in your system and um, so that's I got a lot of that maybe a little too much <laughs> <laughs> it's that frog roaming around yeah, again it's, it's coming it's coming back 
Um, <laughs> no, I, I wanted to touch on this because we started um, this portion of the discussion on what are some foods that I could start or how can I start moving into a raw diet. Well, what about thinking about how can you change the diet that you're currently in? Like, what can you eliminate from your current diet that would help put you in that better place? So, for example, less sugar, no soda, no candy. Caffeine. If you need a snack, don't get a processed snack, eat a fruit or vegetable. Mm -hmm. Has the same amount of sugars in most cases, but it's going to be much better for you and better for your system. It's going to taste a lot better and you're not going to have to worry about those dental bills. Well, the two two movies that I that I'd recommend that people have probably already seen is Forks Over Knives and Hungry for Change. Um, they talk about people's addictions to the three elements that we that we can't find in nature a lot of times is salt, fat, and sugar. And because we we're tool users and we can change our environment as dramatically as we do, that's what we go for because that's what we're programmed to want those things because we don't find them in abundance in nature. So fat, processed fats, sugars, um, these are all things that we're, and salt are things that, that we crave, but we're overdosing on them. So we're, we're cutting down our life expectancy. This is the first generation that, you know, our children will not, you know, our, our life expectancy is actually going down. Uh, we've always had our children, you know, expecting to live longer than we are. And because of the rates of diabetes and because of heart disease and cancer and complications, largely lifestyle and food choice complications and lack of exercise and lack of hydration um, and stress, uh, we're, we're hurting ourselves. We're hurting our our genetic heritage, you know, and again, that gets right back to self-preservation. That's what this show is all about. Yeah, I, there was one thing I wanted to note that um, I just read a study this last week that said it was only 15 to 30 percent of Americans actually got the recommended amount of exercise in their day, mm -hmm. which is like 15 minutes of exercise. It's not a lot. It's like you know, getting your heart rate up for 15 consecutive minutes. That's astonishing. I mean, we. You know, we're sitting. Ironically, we're sitting here behind a computer. You know, well, talking I, yeah. and not getting up and going into the town square and shouting on top of a potato cart. But, <laughs> well, we could be jogging. We could yeah. be jogging. It would it would be jostly, but we. Just like this. It looks like I'm running. Do the Donald Trump method. There, see, he's where doing it. Your yeah. hands. I get a lot of exercise because I move my hands a lot. Yeah. yeah. But, um, no, but, well, the whole, you know, the whole having to, what astonishes me, and you have children, so, I mean, this whole thing of um, playing for 60, 60 minutes a day, we have to have our children play for 60 minutes a day, my God, I mean, how ridiculous is that? When I was, when I was little, you couldn't get kids in for dinner, you'd be outside playing from dawn till dusk, and, you know, mom would have to go out and say, hey, come on in, it's dinner time, you know, I mean, and, and kids would, would uh, run ahead because, because the adults were so lazy and so slow, and they wouldn't run everywhere like kids do, you know, oh, it's different. <laughs> I know. I I hate to you know sound like an old, old Chicago, but <laughs> but it's true. All day, we stayed out all day yeah. and to eat. Yeah. One. yeah. It, it has to be a regional thing too, because mm. we've become so. I don't want to get off tangent here. We've just become so overprotective of our kids that we don't let them out. 
Yeah. I mean, that's part of the bigger problem as well. That's true, but too. Yeah. It is this absurd idea that we have to force our kids to go out and play. That For 60 make any minutes sense a day. Give your kid a bike, they won't come home until you call them. <laughs> yeah. like, that's just the way it is. You give them a computer game or a video game, a computer game. You get your kids one of those fancy... <laughs> Computerators. <laughs> Computerator gametronics. <laughs> they won't get up. But that's true. Like, you know, it's... it's you give them something to play outside with, and they're going to play outside. It mm-hmm. doesn't take a fucking genius to figure that out. Um, yeah. Let's get back to food here. Why do you think we're so obsessed with diets and cooking shows? Uh, because we all know that, that what we're eating is not good for us, and we're looking for something else. We're looking for, for answers, but we're looking, we're looking for uh, the big answer. We're looking for the one answer, and it's not the one answer. It's the third side answer. It's the, uh, it's the other one. It's the one that nobody has packaged. It's the, it's the one that's good for you. And it, we, they all say basically the same thing, yeah. you know, hydrate, sleep. Uh, exercise, uh, more fruits and vegetables, ding. I mean, it's not that complicated. You know, when you get down to the niceties, yes. I mean, we get too too much omega-6s, we should eat more omega-3s. We should have more chia, more flax, more hemp um, seeds uh, uh, in our diet so that, so that we're not overwhelmed with the omega-6s, um, phytochemicals, enzymes, you know, these are all important. And they, but they're, all these are in the raw foods. All these are, are in the food that we, should, that we know we should be eating more of anyway. But yeah, we're looking for the quick fix. We're looking for, and let's face it, I mean, food is, food is culture, food is love, for, food is, it's the way we communicate with each other. It's the way we it's the way we transmit our culture in a lot of ways. Uh, we have most of us have wonderful associations with food, and um, it's just that the food that we've grown up with, a lot of it, uh, has not been ideal. So we're making new myths. We're making new culture with with the food that we're that we're creating and and giving to our to our children now. You know, it's it's now you know veganism isn't that weird. Uh, there's lots of vegan options in every grocery store. Um, every chain grocery store has vegan uh, cheeses or or vegan meat substitutes. Um, I'm not saying that all of that is is good too, but there's also a lot of organic fresh food. Um, I'm just saying that it's that it's that we have better choices available. And and veganism used to be there were vegan Nazis. I think it was presented to people in such a way that was alienating and irritating so that it wasn't, so that it wasn't a, a, a good option that anybody wanted. I wasn't, I didn't want somebody telling me how to eat and I was very resentful and, and it would just make me want to go out and eat a big steak or a big hamburger the way it was presented to me because I, I'm, I'm, you know, mean that way. I'm a Satanist, you know, I, I don't believe what people tell me. And, um, everything. yeah, whenever anybody tells me to go, you know, left, I'll go right faster than anything else. So, um, but then I, you know, had reasons of my own, um, blood sugar specifically to, uh, start looking at my health and looking at my diet and looking at exercise. And I did my own research and found out what works best for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that is important to keep that in mind too. Is that be, you know we've said it like three or four times throughout the show so far. There is no one solution for every human being. All of we're, we're chemical creatures. Like 
we're chemical computers, basically. I mean, not all of our chemicals are going to be the same between the three of us or the millions of people on the planet. So we have to make sure we understand that what one diet works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. So I, I do personally, I know some of you on this panel aren't going to think so, always go get a physical, make, do some blood work, check with your doctors if you're you know, okay with that idea, and be educated about the way that you're consuming your food. For example, um, I have mad heartburn because I have a hiatal hernia, so I have to adjust my diet accordingly. I want certain foods that would trigger my heartburn, and I could probably take some pills in order to uh, lessen the effects of that heartburn, but I always get it, and it always hurts really bad, so i just rather stay away from that type of stuff. But it also means when you do have a limited diet, whether it's seasonal, whether it's regional, or whether it's because of a health issue, it forces you to look outside that, that box that's in your head of what the television is telling you is good to eat, or what you should be eating, and you have to become creative. And that will force you down these different paths of trying out new fruits and vegetables, new ways of cooking them, cooking them yourself, using new ingredients to pair them with when you're cooking them. You know, it's a sort of exciting thing. And you had mentioned, Blanche, about um, uh, how, how food is centered around this idea of love, and one of the examples you gave. Well, that's really important. I mean, every time I have a friend over, I make a point. I'm going to feed them. I'm going to cook something from as close to homegrown ingredients as I possibly can so that they get to share that experience with me. It means that I care about you. And it's the same with the kids. You know, we want to make sure... Because we live in the society we do, because everyone is incredibly busy all the time, and our time is very precious and limited, we have to make these decisions every day. Am I going to go to the fast food, or am I going to run to the market and get something that I can make myself in 20 minutes? How much time do I have? How much money do I have to spend on these resources? So it's just this series of conscious decisions we have to constantly make, and it's too easy to fall into that trap of, well, I'm just going to go get a $3 hamburger because it's fast and it's easy, but it's also killing you. So be aware of that. Just Precisely. Yeah. I, I can attest to that because Adam made me a very large waffle. It was amazing. <laughs> it would, but we didn't use like a, mm. I just spit on the camera. I and, and what do you think he was Ooh. telling you? What do you think he was telling you with that waffle? Was he, what, what was the message there? I don't know about the waffle, but we had on the waffle. was telling me a lot. He uh, a, a whipped cream shaped pentagram. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> strawberries. But it, like the batter my wife made from flour and egg. It was not like a biscuit pre-made anything. I mean, it was good. You know, yeah, yeah was they're fun. they're pretty labor intensive, really. It was good. Yeah. There was yeah. no Monsanto in it. It was good. Yeah. No. no. Monsanto free. Monsanto there, free. there was Adam in it. Mm. I'll tell you where that was. Uh oh. Whoa, whoa, what oh do you dear. Mean? Wow. <laughs> I hope it, as long as it's organic, that's your. It was thing. delicious. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, fresh <laughs> eggs from Happy Chickens. That's true. I've got, I've got three now. I lost one of them. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's continue here. Uh, John, did you have any questions you wanted to hit up from the? Actually, uh, there, somebody asked a question out here. Lorcan asked um, Blanche, "Do you believe people are genetically predisposed to be heavier?" Uh, you mean certain people might? Yeah, you know, I. I, th I think that it's like Adam was talking about local. Um, we all have different uh, genetic heritages. And so that's why we have different needs for different foods. We're not, we don't live in the same regions because we've, um, we've traveled uh, as widely as we have now away from the regions where our genetics started. Uh, 
we, we, we have to understand that's where we all have different needs for different foods, different balance. But yeah, I, I think maybe in certain, certain genetic codes, there's a tendency to, to gain more weight because of the genetics that developed in that region. You know, now we travel all over the globe, but, you know, I, I can believe that in, under certain circumstances, your body wants to, well, in any circumstances, your body wants to hold on to fat because we don't know when the lean times are coming. We don't know when, when there might, you know, your, your body is trying to protect you. We don't know when we'll have food. We don't, it, it, it could be that it'll dry up. So our body is designed to hold on to fat and also to store, if, we, if we're exposed to toxins and that sort of thing, to store them in the fat, to take them away from the internal organs where they might cause damage and store them in the fat. So a lot of people who find that they can't lose weight when they start a detoxing process, the weight starts falling off of them because their body is sort of like, ah, okay, so I'm not, I don't have to deal with this toxic load anymore, and now I can sort of let go of what I've been holding on to. So um, that, you know, that's something to consider. But yeah, I, I mean, certain people have a lot of trouble lo uh, losing weight for for a variety of reasons. Yeah, I do. I do honestly believe that they're they're just because we're all so dramatically different genetically i mean some people have bigger asses some people have bigger thighs some people right. have bigger heads yeah. i mean it's it's a genetic thing there's no doubt about it some people are going to genetically be larger and mm -hmm. that doesn't always mean they're fatter or have right. more body fat on their their skeleton but they're just going to be bigger human beings it's, it's the way of nature it was it was useful for whatever genetics were set up, what it, however they evolved, mm -hmm. you know, over the millions of years that they evolved in that region. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So Raul has asked this a couple times, or maybe in a different way. But what are your thoughts on a high carb, uh, high cardio diet? Uh, high carb. like a high a high carb diet. Yeah. Um, well, I guess people sort of think of high carb versus high protein, um, you know, like sort of the Atkins kind of thing. Um, and the raw diet that, that works best for me, um, I suppose, has a lot of carbohydrates, not a lot of refined carbohydrates, no refined carbohydrates in it. Um, but uh, I eat about 90% raw, so... Um, the, the, the part that I don't eat raw is probably brown rice or um, tofu or, you know, steamed veggies, you know, like cruciferous vegetables like, like broccoli or, or cauliflower that are, that, are, that are better, you know, digested when they're a little lightly steamed. Um, but I, that would be considered a high-carb diet, I suppose, because a lot of vegetables that I eat are, a lot of fruits are considered carbohydrates because they're higher in sugar. But... Um, refined carbohydrates they're just that's dynamite to me I, I can't I can't eat breads and pastas and things because it it spikes my blood sugar uh, too much so and it does for everybody I think but I just feel it more you know so it's kind of like what you were saying with the hiatal hernia um, I've done it enough times so that yeah I can look at a piece of chocolate cake and say wow that looks like a terrific chocolate cake but I, I've experienced the consequences of it enough times that I, I don't want to eat it. I can appreciate it in theory, but it's not something I even want to do because I've I've had the consequences of it and it hurts. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Um, 
Yeah, a lot of people here are sharing their uh, personal experiences and questions, and I just wanted to take a second outside of the, the conversation here to thank everyone for contributing and talking with us. I mean, you're really what makes Third Side special, and so we really do appreciate it. Um, we've talked about a lot of the main points that we wanted to hit on here. Um, let me... We're, we're getting close to our time where I want to close this segment down and move on to our next one if we can. But I want to ask you this first. Um, does health come down to food, or do you think that there's more to it? Does good health break down to just a diet or else? Oh no, it's not just food at all. It's uh, you know that the holistic approach of body, of body, mind, and spirit. Um, body is very important. Hydration and and um, sleep uh, is is very important. Rest, um, but also you know your mind. If you if 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 you've got emotional problems, psychological problems, you know these all these all complicate things too. And you can't get to a place physically uh, unless you're also working on other aspects of your life that are complicating you emotionally. And I do believe there's a spiritual element um, to human beings. That's why I'm a Satanist and not an atheist or a humanist. Um, I believe that, you know, we're, for whatever reason, however we want to, in this proto-scientific way, understand that we're magical creatures walking walking around interacting with people in an energetic way every single day and interacting with the earth um, creating through creative visualization through magical methods um, this is this is all if you if you're not letting your spirit free and expressing that through whatever means you want to express it through your family through your love through your life through your children through your job through you know your your magical practices, um, then that's you're cutting yourself off from a big part of your health too. Um, and exercise, obviously, is is vitally important. That that goes under the under the heading of of body as well. Yeah. yeah. I did want to ask this really quick um, because somebody made a good point. Um, because I'm chubby. Uh, no, 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 I am. No, stop it! You're fine. <laughs> have another piece of cake. But I also enjoy lifting weights, and a, and a couple of our um, listener watchers here they they enjoy that too. How can you eat raw and lift weights? Because it's just it seems like it's simply not enough to to sustain that lifestyle. I would recommend uh, primarily a book called Thrive. It's written by Brendan Brazier, a triathlete, um, who talks about the reason that he came to veganism uh, he does a lot of raw of course but mostly veganism was because he was looking for an efficient fuel the most efficient fuel for his workouts and that's how Brandon Brazier wrote came to a vegan diet and he talks about talks with a lot of other heavy-duty athletes that thrive on a on, on a vegan on a vegan diet I also like um, the Engine 2 Diet by Rip Esselstein. Um, he's a low, he advocates a low-fat vegan diet. He's a firefighter and uh, he talks a lot about exercise and how important it is as well as the diet and why why he chose veganism and, and why it's it's a good path for people that are interested in athletics. Mm -hmm. Nice. Excellent. I'm glad this is going to be like auto saved on YouTube because I didn't write any of those down. <laughs> so I can just go back later. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but 
Yeah, and when she said thrive, it should have been like, dive! <laughs> Just like shout, <laughs> throw your hands up. Um, all right, well, do you guys want to take a quick break before we jump into our uh, closing segment? Uh, do you need a break, or should we just power through? I say we push on. I'm, I'm good. I, I have energy. Let's thrive. Energy. Let's get them. Uh, we'll, we'll thrive through. All right, so this segment, as those of you who have tuned into every episode, or maybe just caught one, we only have three. Um, but uh, you know that we always have a sort of off-kilter segment at the end of all of these shows. Um, this week, again, brand new one, brand new episode, it's called Either or And. And it's a traditional would-you-rather type scenario. John, do you want to ask the question uh, to uh, Blanche? I would, but I don't have that window open right now. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> let me ask, let me ask <laughs> John first then, and then we'll have Blanche answer second here. Um, would you either prefer to eat junk food and look good but die early or eat healthy, look terrible, and live long or eat junk food and look terrible and die early but be rich. Do I need to go through the well, options again? thought of this? <laughs> okay, so number one. Would you... <laughs> number one. Um, uh, would you prefer to eat junk food, look good, but die early? That's number one. Eat junk food, look good, die early. Uh, number two. Would you prefer to eat healthy, look terrible, but live a long time? So, eat junk food, Look good, die early. I got or, Okay. I got it. Um, well, I'm going to hit like eight times. But that's exactly what I do. I do that now. I, <laughs> I eat junk food. I look good. I'm going to die early. It's really... No. <laughs> there. One more option. It's about... So or... I'm going to be here. I hope I'm here for a long time. But uh, you, can, you can do things to... to, to uh, make sure you live here longer. But you don't know when that bus is going to hit you or something's going to happen. I say... Within the framework of the question here. Yeah, I just say, I like, I eat junk food and look good and, and, and die early. Yeah, that's my choice. <laughs> oh, no. This is um, about self-preservation, isn't it? Like, what is oh, this is a self-preservation segment. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's suspended, that part. <laughs> yeah, usually okay. we have a commercial break between the two. To, I want uh, to forever. Okay. I want to forever. But to clear our palate. happened with, you know, with the food around here. All right, Blanche. What do you think? Well, I think I think that's obvious. You know, the the, the yeah, I'd I'd rather look like crap but eat good food and live a long time. So you know, I mean, I don't care what I look like as you know, as long as I live a long time and get to see my grandchildren, my great grandchildren, my great 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 grandchildren. I'd love to see that. That would be be wonderful and see what the human race uh, does to kill itself off. Uh, <laughs> be, be here for or, the end, or, or be here for the asteroid strike. I'm I'm voting on either an asteroid strike or um, some conjuration of a virus that the earth is is finally going to conjure for us to get this um get this mold called human beings um off off itself <laughs> you've been talking to my ex-girlfriends <laughs> they all refer to me as a mold to get off them too <laughs> get off me, mold. <laughs> those um, are the sweetest words see this is tough because i i okay again it's all perspectives here, but I feel like I look good. So I want to look good as a Satanist to have, you know, feel like I look good. But I also want to live a long time, but I can't live forever. So if it's going to be limited anyway, then I want to enjoy the time that I have. I probably have to go with the... Uh, if, if, if within the confines, I'm going to... 
You know what? Fuck it. You guys have chosen the first two. I'm going to choose the third. I'm going to eat junk food. I'm going to look terrible. And I'm going to die early, but I'm going to be fucking rich. Oh, there you go. There's <laughs> so a third side right there. I can get a lot right and there. afford a lot of the really Well, there's the third side. Uh, yeah. What's funny is uh, someone wrote in here, Dennis Leary said it best. It's always the yogurt-eating dudes who get hit by a bus <laughs> by a guy who smokes two packs a day. Well, unfortunately, that, that seems to be the case. There was a woman, um, not to take up too much time, but Ann Wigmore, one of the people that started um, the raw food movement, uh, she died in a house fire of smoke inhalation uh, at, an, at an old age. And then there was another fellow, uh, Steve uh, Myrowitz, who's the sprout man who advocates, you know, wonderful sprouting he's, he's done so much for people and he died uh, I think late last year in a traffic accident Jeez. so yeah, you know, go figure <laughs> you know it, it is I mean just to go outside of this segment but you know still related you know making those choices I like I always prefer to feel better you know I that's why I, I always really am careful about how much I drink because I hate having a hangover. I hate feeling like shit the next day. It's just not worth it to me mm. to be super fucking drunk and retarded one night and then suffer painfully. Well, and that's how you opened the segment, this whole segment, with indulgence. And that, to you, indulgence is not overindulging in drinks, so you're not going to feel like crap. And that that's indulgence to me is not eating a bunch of junk food that's going to make me feel like crap. I don't do it because because I'm suffering. I do it because it makes me feel better. I have more energy. I have more clarity. And yeah, okay, I'm not getting the, the rush from the sugar or the fat or whatever, but it makes me feel a lot better in the long run. I'm, I have better sex. I, I have more energy. I can exercise better. You know, who, who doesn't want that? You know? I'm going to have to get some notes from you after the show. <laughs> better sex part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll compare you. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's let's do a short commercial break, and do you want to hang around for a post-show, Blanche? Sure, yeah. Let's sort of riff and have fun. All right, let's I'll do that. I'll, so I'll hang out, too. John, I assume you're going to hang out. I need you to hang out. Oh, he needs there, you, here. John. You're the reason why I'm going to be taking sex notes from Blanche. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. Now Actually, I think you know what? Let commercial. me get the notes from you, then I'll kick you out, and John <laughs> and I can take <laughs> All right, let's do a commercial. Um, mute your mics or just um, be quiet for a minute. They'll run for, I don't know, maybe like a minute and a half, and we can come back. I'm going to run out and grab a drink. All right. Uh, so see you guys on the other side if I can find the commercial button. Don't hang up on yourself. In 1966, Anton LaVey created the Church of Satan, marking the beginning of the Age of Fire and Year One Anno Satanus. In 1969, he published the Satanic Bible, codifying Satanism as a religion, the first time it's been done in human history. 
name of Satan, ruler of the earth, king of hell, come forth from the pit, bestow the blessings of hell upon us, for we are your children, and we invoke thee this night. In 2001, I was appointed high priest of the Church of Satan. In 2007, I published the Satanic Scriptures, further defining and expanding on Satanic philosophy and greater magic ritual. Hail Satan, full of might! Our allegiance is with thee! Cursed are they! The God adorers! And cursed are the worshippers of the Nazarene eunuch! For the past 50 years, the Church of Satan has stood as the sole organization to define and defend Satanism as a religion. And though pretenders to the infernal throne have come and gone, we have stood the test of time and will into the future. Visit churchofsatan.com for more information and read the Satanic Bible and the Satanic Scriptures. Knowledge is the solution for ignorance. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Cheers. I'm back. Post your post your uh uh post your post your uh uh Wow, are we boogieing now? I guess. <laughs> this is Love where the exercise part comes in. Hey, so while that was happening, I'm hearing like an echo of myself. Do you guys hear what? This? What? 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 Echo of myself. No, yeah. no, no. This is Sounds weird. Good Do you guys hear this? No, no, no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is going to drive me crazy. I seriously hear an echo. Okay, I'll try to ignore it. Um, I got some shortbread my wife made for me. Yum. Woohoo! Are they in interesting shapes? Um, I mean, right now, it could be a trapezoid almost, so... Okay, good. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> There's triangles. <laughs> Got me a glass of wine. Cheers, guys. Mm. Yum. Where's my wine? Oh, man. It's See, actually oh, here. Right. <laughs> if you would have gone to John's, you could have tried my wine. Uh, and I, gotten I, the flu. I look forward to that. I really do. Yeah. It'll be good. I'm glad the echo got away. Um, Got rid, got stopped. Good, I good. Can't even speak. Got, got went away. <laughs> got, got <laughs> gone yonder, down the hill. All right, post show. What do you guys want to talk about? It's a post show. We got to talk about the show, right? Oh, okay. No, we don't have to. Okay. Well, I thought you were going to ask me a Willy Wonka question. Oh yeah! That's oh my gosh! I didn't even do the outro for the show. Fuck! Darn! We'll do it now. Really? We'll do it now. Let's Go do ahead. it now. Let's What's your favorite Willy Wonka uh, quote? I had a good one. It's um, the very end where he says, uh, now, Charlie, don't forget what happened to the little boy who finally got everything he wanted. He lived happily ever after. And we're not afraid of happily ever after. No, we are you know? not. We don't, we don't sabotage. <laughs> That's a good one. I love that one. 
Yeah. I, I think Lorcan's gonna lose his mind. In this it's like the, <laughs> it's like the 11th time he's asked it. It's crazy. Like, they, you want, Dude, wait, should we not just mention it at all just to keep see if he's gonna like go crazier? Sorry, Lorcan. We're gonna see if you ask a couple more times. He's like shouting. It's so mean. All caps means you're yelling. It means we don't want to ask your question. <laughs> That's messed up. Oh man. Um ah, let's ask anyway. You want to ask, man? Yeah, he uh Lorcan wants to know when you're going to be re-releasing The Church of Satan. Ah. Um I am rewriting even as we speak. I I actually have a deadline. Um I don't know whether my nice. my publisher wants me to mention it. Um but it is, uh, I, I want to get it done by Halloween, uh, a manuscript to her by Halloween, which means that it probably will be coming out maybe, um, I don't want to commit, but, you know, hopefully Walpurgis Nacht or thereabouts um, next year, maybe, maybe. Um, you know, the Satanic Warlock is coming out very soon. Yeah. Um, that, that, everybody's excited about that by Magister uh, Johnson, who was on your show last time. Uh, talking about women and sex and sex and women and and uh, more <laughs> about sex, sex and women sex and and, sex and, and a, a little bit of sex and, and I know he's <laughs> <laughs> and I I have been privileged to see some of the um, some of the manuscript mm -hmm. and uh, it looks wonderful absolutely wonderful. Sex with women. I'm like eating in the microphone. Um, yeah. um, oh. That's rude of me. I apologize. <laughs> So yeah, the satanicwarlock.com. Definitely place to go. <laughs> Smooth. How <laughs> <laughs> to get that plug in there? There you go. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Can, can you um can you tell us um are you approaching the book differently now that you're rewriting uh, portions of it or all of it or I'm not sure. Yes. Well, it's it's grown. What what I did was I I um well, a lot of a lot of what was in the original book um, was in the context of the Satanic Panic because of when it was written. It was written eighty nine ninety, so it was right in the thick of when the Satanic Panic was going on. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot uh, sprinkled throughout the book addressing those issues and you know making certain things clear about we don't sacrifice babies and you know what we're about, what we're not about. So i didn't really take we the time sacrifice to sacrifice babies i gotta change my thursday uh yeah see <laughs> you didn't get the memo thursday's open now guys if uh, you okay <laughs> yeah see that's how these things get started this is you know this is what happens mr campbell um, i've ruined 50 years in one comment damn it we gotta go start all over again. yeah just in, in one offhanded comment um so a lot of it is being rewritten and expanded. I'm expanding the history section because, and also because there's been such vitality, uh, people have wondered what the organization has been doing since Anton LaVey passed. Um, those questions need to be addressed and answered. Uh, and there's such wonderful energy from, from youthful people like yourselves, um, doing wonderful shows, getting product out there, um, doing amazing things with jewelry, um, music, uh, movies, podcasts, uh, answering, you know, we're, we've gotten so much further past just talking about what is Satanism. We've gotten yeah. into 
exercise and uh, food and nutrition and and law and order and and wonderful debates about things and and unpacking Satanism in in these wonderful wonderful ways and which is exactly what Anton LaVey wanted so you know we we haven't broken stride at all we've gotten stronger um, we've gotten when we go when I've gone to gatherings uh, of of Satanists I see uh, these wonderful youthful faces and they're doing they're doing they're all applying Satanism we're not just sitting in our little rooms you know squabbling about you know how do you pronounce uh, this Enochian key or or you know <laughs> yeah. how, you know have you have you memorized have you memorized this this you know hermetic uh, seal or something you know yeah. it's and that's that's exactly what Anton LaVey wanted he wanted us to move out into the world Satanism is about having an active effect in your own life and echoing out into the real world and so that's happening so that's what a lot of the book I want the book to be more about also the roots of where Anton LaVey got his ideas you know because he didn't evolve these ideas in a in a vacuum it he it was a blend of of literature um, you know from GB Shaw to weird tales magazines you know um, there was a conjuration of his vision of what he wanted Satanists to be and he kind of invented that uh, even from 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 the um, the fictional versions and from the rumblings of there should be a black brotherhood that does this and uh, he looked and he couldn't find it anywhere so he invented it you know uh, and the the um, the uh, Nietzschean principles um, the romantic principles from the romantic poets you know Shelley and and Keats and uh, Lord Byron um, the Miltonian Satan all the representations of Satan as the underdog as the as the true advocate of man um, where these ideas came from and how important they are yeah yeah so and and I, I sent out a bunch of surveys to people um, thank you very much uh, for the responses um, and the responses that I got I, I almost want because there's so many diverse wonderful voices I almost want to take those survey responses and like publish them in the book as appendices just because if I could get permission to do that just because they just say so much and the people that that took the time to answer the questions did so so completely and so with so much heart and so much soul you've got my permission you could do it. that that it would be wonderful to see you know just yeah. all together and I, I I think it would be good for it's not just a book for Satanists now it's not oh how wonderful we are it's yeah. it's a book for us to give to our neighbors or our co-workers and say okay this is what we are it's not going to be the Church of Satan anymore it's going to be a totally different title it's going to be this is who we are this is what we do um, your children are safe with us these are our principles these are our ethics this is where we came from um, if you want us to pet sit if you want to leave your children over here or you know yeah, I, let me take your children. Use that one. People are kidding. That's that's one of the chapter titles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, it's a lot broader than than it was before, and wow. I think it'll be I think it'll be a lot of fun for people. It also has a lot of archival material in it. I dug yeah. up um, some very early rituals, um, some early uh, cloven hoofs. 
uh, the early bulletins that were the first uh, bulletins that created the organization and just the vitality and the consistency that you see in in those early uh, early um, writings was is really fun to see too. It sounds like an encyclopedia satanica. Uh-huh. Well, like. I, I hope it won't get too it too broad, but wow. but I think it'll be a lot of fun for people. I hope. Can't wow. wait. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I I can promise after I buy it, I won't be giving it to my neighbor though. No. That's why that's why you buy two. Buy two. Of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. I think they lose their minds. They already hear me screaming "Hail Satan!" from time to time. <laughs> Like, what are you doing in there with my baby? He's a king. Where's my dog? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that was one thing that I noticed. Okay. Sorry about, I don't want to offend any cat people, but you suck. Let me just put that out there. I hate. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I, okay, so we were talking about, you know, where's my dog? I went up um, uh, to the hike, and it's. We have certain mountains and certain canyons that we're you know allowed to bring our animals in, um, and every single person there, their dog is off a leash and the dogs are all friendly and happy, and it's like this crazy experience. You, you know, even the dogs that are supposed to be like the most vicious pit bulls, which I think is total bullshit anyway. It's how you treat your dog. It's how they're going to be, but. Um, Every single person loved their animals, and so every single animal was super friendly. They just come up to you and say hi and give you a little kiss on the cheek oh, or, oh, you know, okay. rub but, against but, you and stuff. But how does that get to cat people suck? Because uh, I don't like, I'm allergic to cats, and so... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your problem, buddy. To, that's really as shallow as I get. I mean, did you see the last commercial spot? I got as pretentious as I possibly could. <laughs> and that's just how I roll, you know. Little yeah. things that have no meaning, I blow them. I extrapolate to them. Oh. <laughs> oh gosh, what was that? What? That's Amy. Was that was that the cat protesting? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, it's not the cat's fault, Mer Merlene, I know. And and I have not and, and to be honest, I would probably like cats if I wasn't allergic to them. But you know. We're just two ships in the night. We're never going to cross yeah. paths. I, th I think it's, you know, you should you should maybe see a counselor. You know, they, they have special um, <laughs> pet counselors for pet human relations. And I, I think you have a deep-seated resentment of cats because you yeah. you can't have the cats. And so I will come to terms. I think that's where this is coming from. my inner cat. I think so. <laughs> I think you need to, like, get a little cat costume and get down on the ground. And go meow, yeah. meow. Oh, he's done that. I've seen go. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's how I roll. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we just had a dude step in from Serbia. You wow. missed the show, man. But um, wow. That's mm -hmm. awesome. internet over there. That's awesome. <laughs> Is there running water water in Serbia? No, that's great. Welcome. Yeah, on, that's on, awesome. Yeah. That's Do you think it's time? Um, Oh, this is from David. Uh, do you feel it's time for Satanists to step out into politics in light of the resurgent election? So I'm going to preface that with individual Satanists or Satanists as individuals rather than groups because yeah. that's a totally different thing. So what do you think? Do you think it's time for us to, to jump for, and shout and let it all out? For an op openly declared Satanist to, to be a candidate? Um, oh, I don't know if that was where he was going, but that's an interesting angle. Yeah. What do you think? 
I'm not sure. I'm not but sure people would way. be would be ready for it. Uh, mm -hmm. We certainly have had Satanists in politics for a long time. Um, we've had members yeah. who have been in politics, but a lot of them can't be declared. They can't be open uh, with um, their affiliation, obviously. Storm and Renee Anderson are in their city council, and um, yeah. they, I think, they're pretty open. Yeah, yeah they're super mm -hmm. open, and they. They're, you know, in their local community as, as leaders. So yeah. it's not like yeah. it's an un, it, it, it's unforeseeable. But I mean, we just had a dude that is the least socialist socialist who identifies as a socialist, who pretty much got laughed out of the convention by both major parties. I do not mm. see a Satanist stepping into like presidential shoes and being like. Yeah, we're doing this. Well, there's no party that completely addresses satanic issues. But that's that's the problem. It. Like, there wouldn't you know, even be a I mean, satanic party because we all see it so differently. I know, exactly. That they, they just and, and that's, again, one thing I admire about Satanism mm -hmm. is that you can go in lots of different directions. You know, we don't have... So, dot, we have very limited dogma you know we have the nine satanic statements we have the rules of the earth but you can unpack satanism in a lot of different ways and you can you can express it in a lot of different ways and the fact that we're not all cookie cutters i think is admirable um i wouldn't want us to be all <laughs> or shortbread shortbread lockstep you know with each other uh then, then we'd be doing something wrong you know if we all, I mean, there are certain issues, certain political issues that I think we're all fairly agreeing upon. But, um, you know, the fact that we disagree and we can respectfully, that's what is key in a democracy, that we can respectfully yeah. debate with each other. Uh, that takes an informed, democracy takes an informed electorate. Um, and you need to be informed in the issues. I think it's important for us to know uh, what's going on and and to vote accordingly because I, th I think it was Orwell who said you know that things are decided by people who show up um, <laughs> I mean, true. I mean, and a lot of t and and the doctor you know he f he figured that politics was was pretty much like a football game that you know that, that it goes back and forth and it's all just pretty much entertainment for the masses bec and he felt that democracy was ideal because unlike um, a uh, conventionally repressive society we're given the vote and so naturally no one takes advantage of it no one takes it seriously so the people who are the movers and shakers um, can step in and do whatever they like because it's we take it for granted and nobody votes so uh, yeah, I mean, the so. way I see it it's, it's lesser magic 101 if you mm -hmm. want to manipulate your environment you have to actually decide to do it, one, and then get off your ass and go do it. And part mm -hmm. of that is electing local leaders. And if you really want to change things, it has to start locally. Because mm -hmm. it's these local leaders that influence the broader national scheme of things. So exactly. whatever your politics are, wherever you personally land, an informed, active, individual Satanist, it's your personal responsibility to be involved, in my opinion. Yeah, I know a lot I of people agree. swear it off because, you know, for whatever reason, but man, mm -hmm. if, if I'm supposed to be in charge of my life, well, I need to be influential on the laws that are created that affect my own life. Precisely. So yeah. It just yeah. makes sense to me. Yeah, That's why I'm not going to go vote. <laughs> no. Yeah. And find <laughs> issues that matter to you. <laughs> you know, if there are certain issues that matter to you, yeah. um, then, you know, inform, get informed, get involved 
locally and uh, have a voice because most of us are very dynamic. We're comfortable with people. We're, through Lesser Magic, we've learned certain techniques uh, to be able to you know, win friends and influence people and um, go out there and have, have an effect. Practice your Lesser Magic on, on, and, and change the world. That's, that's why we have self-preservation. That's why we're eating. That's why we're breathing. That's why we're doing what we're doing is so that as Satanists, we can go out and try to influence things in a positive way for the for the betterment of all of us um, to be more comfortable and more uh, what's the word indulgent. <laughs> well, <laughs> and how else are we ever going to get to that state of pentagonal revisionism mm -hmm. if we don't? In I mean, it may naturally happen just out of luck, or we could strive to make it happen. I, I right? Mean, yeah, yeah. Have an effect. That's that's, me, that's why that's why we're doing what we're doing. You know. That's what's great Definitely. about everyone's. And this is the other part of it that I love so much about Satanism is that we can be, and, and you just spoke to it here briefly, um, in abject disagreement. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't care. If you yeah. want to own a missile launcher, you <laughs> think that that's your right. Oh, that's awesome. You know, you do yeah. you. I'm going to yeah. not think that's true. <laughs> I'm going to disagree. And, and don't, point, don't point it at me. And, <laughs> yeah. Do uh, and we're solid. Good, you know? <laughs> don't, don't pull a North Korea if it's right. all right. You know, but um, yeah, it's the same with food. It's the same with uh, you know whatever your path is. Uh, yeah, go do that and tell tell me your myths. Tell me your stories. Tell me your music. To get share your food with me. Let me. I, I I rejoice in in the in the creative aspect of what the myths that we create for ourselves and for each other. Um, I see you know religion almost as a as a group art project you know it's a lot of people putting putting their ideas together and and defining what inspires them and and what they find strength from and um it's the same with anything else you know i i i'm interested in human beings you know they they've all got stories to tell they they've all got something hmm. something to share wow. i've got something to share yeah. Ooh, pretty. <laughs> is that a button? What is, I can't. It's just glass. Adam Roberts made it. It's amazing. He's the nice. gentleman that does stained glass work, right? Glass yes. Work. Yeah. Yeah. But I was going to say about the thing about uh, about politics and stuff. I just let you guys talk. I don't want to interrupt, but uh, I think if you if you're a Satanist and you want to be involved in in public office like that. I think you should do it, but I don't think you should do it under the flag of Satanism. I'm a Satanist, so you know, vote for me. That's the only. That's one of the two times that I think it's okay to tuck the Baphomet. Isn't it not? <laughs> Just get into politics, do what you want to do, influence the laws and things that you want to do for you know from a satanic point of view, but uh, not in the name of Satanism. That would be self. You know, it would be detrimental to yourself. So. Yeah. Well, it, at least now it certainly would be. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't expect the Church of Satan to go endorsing anybody. You know. In any time soon, you know, sort of like the Catholic Church. I, th I, I really believe very strongly in the separation of church and state. Um, I think that you know, once you start endorsing candidates, or once you start bringing religion or philosophy into the public square, then you've got to include everybody, and um, that's just not going to work. We're, we, you know, the founding fathers were very wise in that. They, they, they we all start just out shouting each other and, and find more reasons to disagree with each other and we don't need reasons to disagree someone might like be a wonderful 
Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, someone <laughs> might be a wonderful political candidate, yeah. uh, but they alienate, you know, nine-tenths of the people that would vote for them and agree with them just because they, they're they uh, Muslim or they're a uh, Satanist or they're a, uh, you know, Buddhist or, you know, a, a, a Mormon, you know. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, don't shoot yourself in the foot that way. Yeah, yeah a lot of listeners don't know I'm a Mormon. Mm. <laughs> Do you eat babies? I, I'm not sure what what is your. That's I don't know what that means. <laughs> Adam's writing a children's book. It's called Me and Joseph Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what you believe. You no, I was. Uh, I was bad. I mean, I was eight. But, you know, my parents are Mormons, so... And, mm. I mean, Blanche, you and I talked about this when I oh, yeah. on uh, Nine Cents. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting institution. Um, not for me. Mm -hmm. I prefer, I don't know, maybe Satanism or something like that. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. That's what I love about the Church of Satan, though, is that it's, 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 not, it's not there to be a collective hive to govern Satanists as a whole and tell you who to vote for and who to decide regionally, you know, is the right person or, you know, which person is the best spokesman or for whatever, you know, religious or political or social movement that you're down with. It's just there to govern, define, and defend the religion of Satanism. Mm -hmm. And they do yeah, a damn that's, good job at it. And why that's would... That's why we're there. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I just don't understand why... I don't know. I, I love that, that that's what it is, and it's not like some, you know, some of those other insane <laughs> organizations mm. out there. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, who, who, who tend to um, take far more, far more uh, aggressive approach about yeah. making people think certain ways and, and do certain things. And, Can I yeah. ask you, what's your, do you have an exercise regiment at all? I mean, what do you, what's your... Um... I've started a new job in the last six months, and I I try to uh, get to the gym after work. Um, you know, do cardio and do weights. You know, um, the machines, um, and uh, I like to do some stretching. I do manage to do stretching every day. That's that's the easy part. Um, but there's the the three aspects that one tries to integrate, which is the cardio, and the stretching and the weights. I know they're all important in theory. Um, I probably make it to the gym mm, three days a week, um, which is not ideal. But um, you know, it's a it's a back and forth. We That's never find that balance. <laughs> we never find that balance. Yeah. But yeah, but I know that it 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 has a great um, influence on my cardiovascular health and also on my blood sugar. Mm -hmm. So uh, my numbers get all wonky if I, if I don't get adequate rest and if I don't exercise regularly. So again, I, I have that uh, immediate feedback of looking at the machine and seeing what my numbers are doing. Most people don't, don't have that. Yeah. You know, you have your pain, Adam. Um, a lot of people don't have that feedback from their body. Okay, this is this is not working for me. You know, so yeah. Well, on top of the asthma, I have like debilitating asthma. Mm. Sorry, on top of the allergies, I have debilitating asthma, and so some of the medication I take can cause osteoporosis. <clears throat> and so, like, I feel obligated. Like, I have to do strength training in order to build up that bone density to right. try to counteract whatever the medications I'm taking so that I can actually breathe. <laughs> Which yeah, is a fucked up thing to think about. 
and it mm-hmm. like drives me into this state of depression from time to time where like nature wants to fucking kill me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty heavy place to be. So yeah. you have to, you know, you just have to, whatever your lifestyle is, you have to be able to make those adjustments with diet and exercise and stuff. And that's why when John, um, you, when you and I were talking, uh, like passing back and forth ideas for topics and you just shot out self-preservation, I mm-hmm. thought that was a brilliant idea because now <clears throat> we're gonna, we start with food we can extrapolate it to all the in really, really important parts of our lives, whether yep. it's self-defense, whether it's exercise, whether it's an education, you know, whatever it is. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. it can be, this is a really great series. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful umbrella, truly. Yeah. Thank you, Blanche, yeah. for kicking it off for us with the food segment. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it was fun, definitely. Cool. Well, we've been uh, chatting for an hour and a half now, so I think we've gobbled up enough of your time. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, what it's... I said there, gobble. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's good. That's really good. Mm. Go find the one. Not just a hat rack. <laughs> I, I am. I'm gonna go find. I'm gonna go find a wine. I'm gonna have um, have a lovely dinner with uh, my son and a close friend. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll have a good evening, a, a nice indulgent evening. But this has been an indulgence, being with you guys and uh, talking about food, talking about self-preservation, talking about Satanism. You know, I, I can go on and on and on yeah. for hours and hours about both of those topics. So <laughs> very well, close to my say, heart. Let me just say, again, thank you, Blanche. Thank you to the audience. I, you guys are awesome. You've been, I've been keeping my eye on you guys uh, this entire time, and though I haven't been able to respond to everything you're saying because it's going up a little bit too quick for They're me. They're just talking to each other anyway. Yeah, I mean, most <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's awesome like that's a, that's fantastic so thank you all for joining us and as always you can always be a part of the discussion if you're watching this after the fact by tuning in live if you subscribe to our email list you're actually going to be notified when these shows are and though you're not going to know the guest or topic you're going to know what happened last week and you always know because it's third side it's going to be something good so do yourselves a favor and tune in every single I'm going to say episode. I was going to say week, but it's episode. First and third Sunday of every month. Uh, you can always connect with us socially, Google Plus, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Of course, subscribe, share it. Give us a rating or review in any of those social media networks. We really appreciate it. And until next time, keep that inner fire burning. And you stay classy, Satanism. <laughs> Hail Satan, everyone. Hail Satan. This is where I have to try to find the outfeed. <laughs> <laughs>